1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 4 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The road to 272 bets continues. Usually, I record these on Monday night. Unfortunately, I could not this week. Got in, uh, back to New York on, uh, on my flight late on Monday night. Uh, so I'm recording this. Tuesday morning instead Um, but I still have my best bet locked in for all 16 NFL week four games and we got to move on from week three because it was a tough one Uh, seven and nine minus 2.63 units so we had a losing week my best bets went two and three my teaser lost and the Cowboys lost for us in Survivor Uh, and the Falcons lost so it went about as bad as it could have gone outside of the fact seven to nine even though that is a losing week I've certainly had worse Uh, so season to date we are still sitting in the profit after uh, the uh, really good start to the season in week one we're sitting at 25 wins 22 losses one push for plus 2.3 units so hey if you could have told me That I could have been profitable uh, for over two units heading into week four. I would have taken that every single time. So back-to-back losing weeks after the strong first week. But we rebound in week four. Just to recap some of my best bets last week. uh, Vikings, Titans, and Raiders lost. From what I could tell, I uh, did not watch the games. Trying to follow them on my phone as best I could, it looked like the Vikings had multiple chances to win late in the late in the game. I think they had uh, first and goal at one point late in the game. Needed the touchdown to win, couldn't. I believe they got the ball back, still couldn't score. So that one stung because I really liked the Vikings last week um titans uh could not score against the browns raiders lost Sunday night football against the steelers i have no really idea what happened in that game i think uh josh mcdaniels kicked a field goal when he was down eight late in the game which is a confusing move uh bills won and covered against the commander smoked them and then uh colts covered as underdogs and ended up winning outright against the baltimore ravens so two and three in my best bets last week the teaser lost Vikings plus 8 did cover, but Cowboys did not cover minus 5. Tease that down from minus 12 down to minus 5, and they uh, lost outright to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it, it serves me right for all last week uh, claiming that the Cowboys were frauds. I put them number 3 in my fraud rankings Then last week. It might be number 1 this week. I haven't written that yet, but we'll see. Went on multiple shows last week calling them frauds, and then what did I do? I bet on them To cover the spread, I bet on them in a teaser, and I took them in Survivor. It serves me right. I I rightfully called they were frauds and then didn't listen to my own advice and bet them three different ways. Uh, So I am now out in Survivor. Our three entries in Survivor were eliminated week one, week two, and week three. I have no more Survivor (laughs) entries left. Uh, I guess it just goes to show I guess you can't have back-to-back good Survivor seasons. Last year, uh, we almost won a ton of money. Uh, won a little bit, finished in the, I think it was in the top 10 in Joe Ostrowski's huge uh, Survivor pool. Uh, This week, we're eliminated three weeks in. So uh, I will still talk Survivor on the podcast in case uh, any of uh, you listeners are still in a Survivor pool or maybe you got eliminated, but you're in a pool that allows you to buy back in. So I will still talk Survivor um, and give my general picks. Um, But I want to bring up this pool. I don't know, if if you guys don't know about this, the, the pool that I do is Joe Ostrowski's. Uh, and it's always a big one Uh, I think it's yeah it's $50 entry and there was I think 1600 entries this year there was yes 1700 entries this year already 1177 people are eliminated they're already down to the last 543 only three weeks in Jaguars most popular pick last week lost Uh, Chiefs second most popular pick that won Cowboys which I was on third most popular pick that lost Ravens lost didn't help people either 6% of people on the Ravens. So if you're in a survivor pool and you're still alive heading into week four congratulations because it was a bloodbath this past week. Um, But yeah, I got my bets uh, locked in for week four. I'm excited. I like the slate. Uh, I'm ready to bounce back a little bit here. I am betting on a lot of totals this week. I think I have six totals bets this week. Uh, which might be the most I've ever given out in a single week of uh, the road at 272. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, let's uh, jump into it. It is the NFL week four episode of the Bacon Bets podcast and the road to 272 bets marches on. Let's go.
0: No, Lisa, the only monster here is a gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gambler, and it's time to snatch your
3: mother from his neon claws.
2: And the pan can handle more bacon than the pan can handle, more bacon than the pan can handle, more bacon than the pan can handle.
3: Utility man.
2: All right, before I get into my picks for week four, just a quick refresher of the uh, six rules for the Road to 272 Bets uh, before we continue here. In case you didn't listen to week one or if this is your first time listening to the Road to 272 Bets, number one, I will place a bet on all 272 games or 272 NFL regular season games. I will have a bet placed on every single one of them. All 272 bets are a flat one unit bet. I'm not betting to win a unit. I am betting one flat unit, no matter what the play is or what the juice is. Uh, A bet will be on a spread, total player prop or Moneyline underdog. There are no Moneyline favorites that I'm betting on. uh, And because i place the bets so early in the week. I don't think I'm doing player props either, uh to be completely honest because they don't release them that early in the week on Monday night. So, it's going to be mostly spread totals and money line underdogs, and then speaking of money line underdog, must place at least one money line underdog bet a week. I have a big one placed for this week. Uh all bets will be placed at regulated sports books based in the state of New York because that's where I am. Uh so no offshore books, uh even though I probably could get some better lines at some offshore books on some games. I'm sticking to the regulated books in New York to keep it as fair as possible. Those books include, off the top of my head, Caesars, BetMGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, BetRivers, Uh, WinBet, I believe, but I haven't been using WinBet, to be honest. Uh, And I think that's it. Uh, Probably the most too popular regulated books that New York doesn't have is Barstool Sportsbook, which is going to be what, ESPN Bet. I don't know if it's already made a change or not. And Bet365. Really wish Bet365 was in New York because I like that book, but it is not. So I'm sticking to regulated sports books in the state of New York. And all bets will be tracked on my BetStamp account at Ian IanMacBets. Uh, I have it set so uh, the picks are private until the game start. That way you need to at least, uh, you need to listen to my voice or at the very least read my article to get my picks. You can't just go to my BetStamp account. But they are all verified. And after the game has started, you'll be able to see when i place the bet and that that is a verified bet and at what sports book i placed it all right let's dive into it uh starting off with thursday night football nfc north matchup lines against the packers i will take the Lions minus one and a half minus 110 against the packers here for the same reason why i bet against the packers last week uh, with the saints very glad that i took saints plus two instead of just taking the money line because i almost just took saints money line <laughs> it turns out i needed those two points that was huge packers won by one uh, but for the same reason, uh, Jordan Love, a lot of people I think aren't aware that he's not playing um, as efficiently as he could be because the Packers are 2-1 and one and he has thrown seven touchdowns already on the season and I think only one interception. Um, but through the first three weeks, Jordan Love has a completion percentage of 53.1%. Uh, Zach Wilson is the only starting quarterback in the NFL this season with a lower completion percentage through the first three weeks than Jordan Love. It is very difficult to continue to win games if your quarterback is only going to complete 53% of passes. Like I said, his touchdown uh, his touchdown passes and his lack of interceptions is kind of masking this issue. But sooner rather than later, it's going to come to light and you're going to hear more and more people talk about uh, Jordan Love because he's... Uh, He's, he, he, no one's, everyone's kind of high on Jordan Love right now, and I, I don't know if that's going to last. Uh, meanwhile, Lions offense, uh, they have been cooking all season. Uh, their defense also, though, strong after last week, after they completely shut down my Falcons. Uh, they shot up almost every single defensive metric, uh, most notably ranking sixth in opponent yards per play, allowing just 4.6 yards per snap. Now, I'm still not completely sold that they are a good defense. I think last week I even said they were a bad defense, but I, I can't say they are bad after they... Kept the Falcons from not even scoring a touchdown and completely stopped the run game. Uh, So I'm still kind of flip-flopping on the the Lions defense, but we know the Lions offense at the very least is very good. And I don't think uh, the Packers with Jordan Love can keep up with their offense. So I will take the Lions on Thursday night football, minus one and a half at minus 110. Moving on to Sunday's slate uh the my atlanta falcons get zero prime time games a year but we do get one standalone game and that is this sunday at 9 30 a.m eastern the falcons are playing the jaguars in london so this will be the only standalone game i'll be able to watch my falcons uh, all season unless they get flexed to uh, a later game which my preseason prediction was that week 18 the nfc south will come down to the falcons against saints in week 18 that might get flexed to prime time if it's for the nfc south but as of right now, this is the only standalone game I'll be able to watch my Falcons. And I mentioned earlier that I have uh, several total bets this week. This is one of them. I'm going to take the under. Under 43 and a half, minus 110 in London. I think the Falcons are becoming an under team. A team that we should bet or at least explore betting on the under on a weekly basis. Because they run the ball. Uh, they throw short pass on, on passes on offense. They aren't throwing a lot of deep shots. Um, And then they play solid defense. So heading into week week four, they rank 26th in yards per play, just getting 4.5 yards per snap, but 8th in opponent yards per play, allowing only 4.7 yards per snap. So uh, like I said, uh, I think I said it last week, ironically, after I spent years uh, hating on the Titans, Arthur Smith has now come to Atlanta from Tennessee and turned them into basically the Tennessee Titans. They're just going to run the ball and try to play defense and hope for the best. Um which in my opinion makes them a pretty good under team um i also have some (coughs) concerns with the falcons ability to run the ball in this game the lions completely shut down the running game in week three and now they face a jaguars team that ranked seventh in opponent yards per carry last year and then they matched that this year so far they're seventh again in opponent yards per carry keeping teams are just 3.4 yards per rush. Uh, the Jaguars can get got, it looks like in the secondary in the passing game. We've seen that already through the first three weeks, but the Falcons passing game has struggled. Um, I don't know. It's, it's tough because I haven't sat down and watched a Falcons game every single snap, uh, yet this season. So I don't know if it's Desmond Ritter. I don't know if it's the play calling. I did watch the first, I think it was 10 minutes of their game this past weekend. Um, and I did see Desmond Ritter miss Kyle Pitts wide open down the middle uh, on a deep shot. I don't know, Kyle Pitts, <laughs> it's going back to last year. He gets open, but then his quarterback just overthrows him on deep, on deep throws no matter who's throwing in the ball. But what I'm trying to say is I don't know if it's Desmond Ritter's fault or the system's fault, but they're having some struggles uh, with the passing game also another reason why i like the under in this game both teams have been terrible at staying on the field offensively the falcons are 27th in third down conversion rate jaguars are 29th in third down conversion rates they're having a tough time converting those third downs to first downs which results in punts and field goals which results in low scoring games so i'll take the falcons and jaguars under 43 and a half minus 110 then let's go ahead and talk about the toilet bowl and get this game out of the way Uh, the Chicago bears and Denver Broncos are the two biggest shit show dumpster fire franchises. And now we get to see the two of them face against each other. Now all off season, I spoke about how I thought the bears were terrible. I thought they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. I thought all the money coming in on Justin Fields to win MVP was ludicrous. And then what have I done the past two weeks? I've bet on the Chicago bears. Once again, the same, the same thing with me talking about how the Cowboys are frauds. I say one thing and then I do another with my money. And now here I am, I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to take Bears plus three and a half. Uh, Generally, uh, and you guys have heard me say this before, that when it's a toilet bowl of a game, if one team is getting more than a field goal worth of points, I generally side that way because when it's two bad teams facing off, who knows what's going to happen. It could just be uh, an ugly just slugfest. So then I guess I'll take the team getting three and a half points, especially if they're a home team. Now I will say... I think generally, even though the Broncos just gave up 70 points to the Dolphins, I think generally most people think that the Bears are a worse team than the Broncos. The stats show that they're actually pretty close. The Broncos are 30th in net yards per play at minus 1.5. Bears are 31st at minus 1.6. So they're equally a shitty. uh, Bengals actually dead last in net yards per play, even though they beat the Rams on Monday night. Once again, net yards per play isn't everything, but it does uh, give a pretty good indicator of how good a team is at moving the ball down the field and uh, how good they are preventing the other team from doing so. And the Bears and Broncos are equally shit. Um, Also, if there's any team that the Bears can get the ball uh, uh, going through the air against, it's the Broncos because they're giving up 9.1 yards per pass attempt this season. That's disgusting. Now, don't forget, yes, they played the Dolphins um and yes they played uh who was it Uh, who was it uh no that's it Dolphins have been the only good team they played they played the Raiders and the Commanders the first two weeks not exactly top tier passing attacks but yet they're giving up 9.1 yards per pass attempt, by far the worst in the NFL so their secondary which is supposed to be one of the best in the NFL have has been complete shit I'll take the three and a half points with the Bears at home um and I hope I don't have to watch a second of it uh, Rams and Colts. Uh, Rams short underdogs here. Oh, by the way, even though I'm recording this Monday, I did place these, or sorry, Tuesday afternoon. I did place these bets Monday night um, just to kind of keep that consistent. So I'm going to bring up and I'll, I'll talk about when lines have already moved because I think this is one of them. This one actually moved against me. So you're actually going to get a better line on this one than what I got. It's Rams. I just took them on the money line against the Colts. I got on the plus 102. Looking right now, uh, at least in New York, best odds you can get is plus 108. Uh, or you can take the two points Uh, points bet is uh, give rams plus two i think the colts are going to be live to win any game where they face a team that relies on the run game because they have a very good defense when it comes to stopping the run that is why i backed them in week three against the ravens the run defense is allowing just 3.5 yards per carry but where they struggle is in their secondary giving up 6.8 yards per pass attempt that's 23rd in the nfl that's going to be an issue when they face a Rams team that relies almost solely on throwing the football. Let me see if I can bring up some metrics for that uh, pass play percentage. Uh, the Rams have the sixth highest pass play percentage in the NFL. They throw the ball on 63.94% of their plays. And I think it's even higher when it comes to where their yards come from. Yeah, fourth in the NFL and passing yards percentage. So 77.17% of their yards come through the air. So when you're playing a Colts team uh, and we're talking about styles make fights, I think uh, the advantage has to go to the Rams in that spot. They can throw the ball. Uh, They're not a good running team, but that's fine because they're not going to be able to run the ball anyways against the Colts. So I expect them to go to the air early and often, and I think that's how you can really attack this Colts team. So I think it's also a little bit of a sell-high spot on the Colts team now that we're getting into Week 4, Week 5, Week 6. We've got to start treating these games a little bit like the stock market, selling high on some teams, buying low on other teams. I think a bit of a sell-high spot on the Colts who are off to a surprising 2-1 start to the season. So I'll take the Rams, a short road underdog, uh, plus 102. You can get better odds on that now um as of tuesday afternoon uh eagles and commanders this is one i bet right after the game finished uh, last night for the eagles i got the eagles at minus seven and seven and a half at minus 110 against the commanders it is up to eight and a half i still like it at eight and a half if it creeps into the nine range then i would probably rather bet on the under the under right now sitting at 45 45 and a half but for the purposes of uh my betting record i did get them at minus seven and a half. I bet the line as soon as it released uh, was released after the Eagles uh, win uh, over the Buccaneers. Uh, still not a believer in the Commanders this season. Uh, I claim them being one of the more fraudulent teams heading into week three, and then they got their asses kicked 37-3 to, to the Bills, and now things aren't going to get any easier against the NFC champions, the Eagles. Um, the big concern for the Commanders in this game is that they have not been able to stop the run well this season uh, i think james cook had a pretty good week for them or for against them this past week for the bills they have allowed 4.8 yards per rush and now they face one of the best running offenses in the nfl in the eagles so far this season the eagles averaging 4.9 yards per carry uh, so the Eagles are really going to be able to pound the rock, I think, on the ground against this, this Commanders team. And I still actually don't think we've seen the best from the Eagles, which is weird to say because they're 3-0. Um, but I don't think we've seen the best version of the Eagles. I think we saw flashes of it this past uh, Monday night against the Buccaneers. But I still think the best is yet to come for the Eagles, and I think they might uh, show a little bit of that this week against the Commanders. So I'm going to take Eagles minus 7.5, half, minus one ten. Uh, Ravens-Browns, little AFC North matchup. uh, Speaking of which, I did interview Mark Andrews just this morning. Um, So you can check that interview over at Stacking the Box. The Stacking the Box YouTube channel, I believe, is where that will be up. But I will take the under 41.5 here between the Ravens and the Browns. This one's a pretty straightforward handicap, in my opinion. Uh, Two of the best defenses in the NFL through the first three weeks. The Browns have been, by basically every single metric, the best defense Uh, Heading into week four, uh, they're allowing just 3.2 yards per play. That is the fewest opponent yards per play by 0.9 yards, almost a full yard per play better than the next best defense. But the next best defense is the Ravens, who are allowing just 4.1 yards per play. Now, obviously, that doesn't take into consideration strength of schedule and some other factors, but still, you have to point out these might be Uh, The Browns, I think, are the better defense. I think the Browns, by the end of the year, are going to be a top three defense regardless. I think the Ravens may regress a little bit as the season goes on, but I still projected them preseason to be a top ten defense, and they still look like, as of right now, they're a top five defense. I still think by the end of the year, they're a top ten defense. So we got two defenses who are very good. So I think it's just the obvious thing to do here is to take the under, especially because we know the Ravens are a running team. They run the ball on 53% of plays. The Browns have thrived in stopping the run, keeping teams to just 2.8 yards per rush. Um, and then while I do like the defensive matchup for the Browns, uh, in terms of their offense, I do not want to bet on Deshaun Watson to score points once again. I know he had a good week against the Titans this past week. At least that's what the box score told me. Um but now that he's taking on a Ravens secondary, that's only allowing 4.7 yards per pass. So with all that being said, AFC North matchup, I'll go under 41 and half, minus 110 between the Ravens and the Browns. NFC South, we go from the AFC North to the NFC South. Uh, by the way, yes, Falcons lost, but so did everyone else in the division. So Falcons still technically in first place. But one of the other two teams who are in contention has to win this week because they play against each other. Uh, it's the Buccaneers and the Saints. I will once again bet on the Saints minus three, minus 105. I think now I bet on the Saints all four weeks this season. But I still uh, value them higher than odds makers and other bettors clearly do. Because still, every, every single week I see the line. And every single week I think the value is on the Saints. I know they didn't cover each of the first two weeks. They did cover this past week. Um, but I think the Buccaneers will have some level of success when they play against teams who allow Baker Mayfield to time in the pocket to find open receivers we saw that in week one against the vikings we saw certainly saw that in week two against the bears um we will not see that we did not see that in week three against the eagles and we saw what happened and i don't think we'll see it in week four against the saints uh the saints rank fifth in opponent yards per pass attempt they have one of the better secondaries in the nfl uh and their pass rush is averaging 2.7 sacks per game so they're starting to warm up a bit as well uh, and the Eagles showed on Monday uh, how much the Buccaneers struggle when they face um, good uh, a good defense because they face two bad defenses to start the season. Now, I know Derek uh, Carr's status is up for um, is 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 in the air. We don't know if he's going to play in Week Four, but even if even if he doesn't play, it was James, uh, It's going to be like a mixture of Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. That's fine. That's not a massive downgrade in my opinion. Um, I think the Saints may may be actually being a little bit undervalued. And actually, if you take the Saints now and Derek Carr gets announced that he plays, he may even get a point, point and a half, maybe even two points of CLV if you take the Saints now at minus three. Even if it's Winston and Taysom Hill, still like the Saints at minus three. So I'm all over the Saints. I got the minus three, minus 105 against the Buccaneers. Uh, The line is still at minus three, but the odds uh, has moved up to minus 114, at least where I bet it, which is at FanDuel. Uh, Bengals, Titans, another under bet. I know the Bengals won on Monday night against the Rams, but their offense still looked bad. Um, now sure you can blame it on Joe Burrow's calf injury, which maybe you could have blamed it on the first couple weeks as well. But at the end of the day, I have no interest in backing a team that only got 4.2 yards per play against the Rams defense. I know they won the game. That's good if you're a Bengals fan. That's all you should care about. But when I'm trying to evaluate teams, I still have not seen enough from this Bengals offense to want to bet on them. I took the over on Monday night against the Rams. Turns out it was a bad bet um, because even even though the Rams defense, in my opinion, might be one of the worst in the NFL, the Bengals still could hardly move the ball and struggle to score touchdowns. Uh, Meanwhile, Titans. I mean, what else needs to be said about them? They score three points against the Browns. They're a bad offense. So I have no faith in either team to score that many points. I will take the under 43 and a half uh, between the Titans and the Bengals. Which I think, let's see if there's been any line movement on that. Uh, Yeah, it's moved down to 42 and a half. So it's moved down a point since I bet it. Still like it at under 42 and a half. I would like it all the way to 41 and a half. Dolphins against Bills. Dolphins on the road at the Bills. Game of the week in my opinion. I'll take the Dolphins. I got them plus two and a half at even money, so plus 100 against the Bills. I think it might be time for us to seriously consider whether or not the Miami Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. They just scored the most points in a single game uh, since the 50s, I think it is. Uh, they, I think they were seven yards short of the NFL record for most yards gained in a game, and now we've seen it three straight weeks. We've seen it against the Broncos. We've seen it against the Chargers. And who's the other team that they beat up on? Uh, why am I blanking on this? Chargers week one. Patriots week two. They scored 24 points, 70 points last week. I think, I think they're, they have the second most points scored through the first three weeks of any team in NFL history. I think a, a Cowboys team from the 90s had like three more points or something. If they come out and beat the Bills... I think we need to have that conversation if they're the best team in the NFL. Not quite yet, because their defense still leaves a little bit to be desired, but really with how good their offense is, their defense only needs to be average at best, and it's going to be enough to allow their offense to uh, kind of run away with things. I set this game as a pick'em In Buffalo, I set this game as a pick'em. It is a two and a half point spread in favor of the Bills. I do not agree with that line whatsoever. This might just be my best bet of the week. I know the Bills have kind of rebounded a little bit in terms of final score, but let's look at who they played. They played the Raiders and the Commanders. I'm not going to take too much from those two wins, especially considering if you look at net yards per play, the Bills still plus 0.3. Not good. That's just ninth in the NFL in net yards per play. You would expect a higher ranking in net yards per play after destroying two teams in back-to-back weeks, but not the case. Meanwhile, Dolphins have a net yards per play of plus 3.1. The next closest team to the Dolphins in net yards per play is plus 1. 1.8. 1. 8. So that's a 1.3 advantage in net yards per play for the Dolphins over the next best team. That's significant. I think the Dolphins, I guess if if I'm making a pick them on the road in Buffalo, then I guess I evaluate the Dolphins as, as the slight, slightly better team. I think that's fair. I will take the two and a half points. It's still obviously, I'm not going to take money line because it's still obviously very possible it could come down to the wire. It's going to be a great game, but I will back the Dolphins. And if they win, I might come on this podcast next week and tell you that they're the best team in the NFL. But let's hold off a little bit on that. Uh, Vikings-Panthers. I will continue to bet on the Vikings. Uh, They continue to lose. I guess they did cover in week two, but they continue to uh, lose for me uh in two of the first three weeks i still actually think they're a good team it's very funny that it's the complete opposite of last season where the vikings continually won games that i didn't think they deserved to win and this year they continually lose games that i don't think they deserve to lose uh they are having some bad luck this year after having great luck last year despite being 0 three they're seventh in the nfl in net yards per play at plus 0.7 that's better than teams like the bills and the cowboys um and Carolina has been a a bad team to watch actually their offense was a little bit better with Andy Dalton I don't know if uh, Bryce Young is going to be back or not for week four I don't care I think the Vikings deserve to be like a six point favorite in this one uh if the Dolphins aren't my best bet it's this one I think it's time for Minnesota to get their first one in the season I just don't see how the Panthers offense can keep pace with his Vikings offense I don't see it Uh, last week against the Chargers obviously the Chargers have a much better offense even though I was on the Vikings like I could see a world where the Chargers offense keeps pace this game I don't see a world where the Panthers offense keeps pace I will take the Vikings minus three and a half minus 105 Uh, all right that's it uh, for right now let's take a quick break we got one more early afternoon game Steelers Texans and it's the late afternoon slate and then Sunday night football and Monday night football Um, So I'll take a quick break. I'll be back in just one moment. All right, let's keep things moving. The final early afternoon game for NFL Week 4, Steelers-Texans. Another total bet. I told you I had a lot of them this week. Uh, over 41, minus 110. This is another one where the odds have moved since Monday night. Uh, the total has gone up to 42, 42 and a half, depending on where you look. Still like it at that number. Once, if it gets up to about 43.5, I wouldn't like it as much. And if that's the case, then I would probably uh take the Steelers maybe as road favorites right now they are three point favorites in Houston um but I'm going to take the over uh I got like I said I got it the number 41 the Steelers defense being one of the best in the NFL is something that's continually repeated especially by talking heads and pregame shows and on on ESPN it's been something that's been said the past couple of seasons as well and it hasn't been true um it, People just think Steelers, they think good defense and they just say that, that they have a good defense without backing it up with any kind of evidence. Because if you actually look into the metrics, they actually aren't a good defense. Now, of course, they have TJ Watt, who is uh, arguably the best defensive player of the NFL, arguably one of the best players, period, in the NFL. But their defense as a whole... Around average to below average. Uh, 21st in opponent yards per play this season, giving up 5.4 yards per play. 19th in red zone defense. team scoring a touchdown 62.5% of the time, uh, their trips to uh, the red zone. 28th in opponent yards per carry. They've continuously been one of the worst teams in stopping the run in the NFL probably the past three or four years. Bad again, 28th in opponent yards per carry, allowing 5.2 yards per rush. 21st in opponent punts per play. In most stats that you look at, um, they are around middle of the pack they do rank high in sack percentage because of tj watt but you can't say just because they get after the quarterback at times that they're a good defense they are actually not a good defense and we shouldn't be treating them as such that is why i'm surprised that the total in this game is just in the low 40s at 42 because we know the texans defense isn't great now the steelers offense hasn't been great the texans offense though uh, does have some bite to them. you got to give them credit. CJ Stroud has been the best rookie quarterback uh, through the first three weeks. Um, they, they've they got some good play out of their wide receivers. Um, I actually think this might be a relatively high-scoring game. I think the Steelers' offense can finally bounce back with a good game against this Texans' defense. I think the Texans' offense can do more than people expect against the Steelers' defense. Low total. Uh, I got it at over 41, still at 42, 40 and a half, still like it. If it creeps into the 43.5 range, I would probably take the Steelers, I think, as road favorites. Um, But that's a little bit of a toss-up. But uh, I like the over right now, even at the current number. Moving on to the late afternoon games, I'm going to take the Chargers minus 5. I got them at minus 5, minus 112. I don't think there are any 5 still available. I think 5.5 is the best mark you're able to get of that. Some places it's all the way up at 6. Still like the Chargers at anything less than seven points. So anything less than a touchdown and an extra point. I like the Chargers in this one. I don't have a lot to say about this game. It seems like year in and year out. I don't really have a lot to say about the Chargers. Uh, They still just don't really have a a significant identity to me. Their defense um, has been bad, obviously. But their offense has been good. Averaging 6.1 yards per play. That's the third best mark in the NFL through the first three weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo's status is up in the air for the Raiders. I don't really think it matters if he plays or not. I just don't think the Raiders' offense has the firepower to keep up with the Chargers' offense, even though the Chargers' defense has been bad so far this year. I think it's going to be a little bit of a bounce-back spot for the Chargers' defense here, and I don't think the Raiders can keep up. So I'm going to take the Chargers' home favorites, minus 5, minus 112. Uh, Massive spread. This one's interesting. The Cardinals and the 49ers. 49ers are 14 point favorites on the road despite the cardinals upsetting the cowboys outright last week it's time for us to kind of make a decision on the cardinals are the cardinals the team that we all expected them to be a team that had a win projection of three and a half uh, a team that seemed like they were tanking from the get-go or are the cardinals actually not a good team but better than we expected um It's a tough spot because, number one, I want to not overreact with just the three-game sample size, and I want to say they are as bad as we initially expected, but also I need to look at their metrics too and three-game sample size isn't nothing either. So that kind of makes week four and week five a little bit tricky because there's enough of a sample size to use, but also it's still only a small sample size, so it is a tough spot. I will take the two touchdowns worth of points with the Cardinals. I took them plus 14 at minus 108 net yards per play i know you get sick of me bringing up net yards per play but it's the best stat just the best overarching stat i can use the cardinals are in the top 10 in the nfl in net yards per play eighth in the entire nfl in net yards per play at plus 0.5 now are they going to regress yes they are not going to be a top 10 uh, team in that stat by the time the season ends but we're talking about two touchdowns and two extra points worth of points I can't take a team to cover that. I've regretted taking the Cowboys to cover as 12-point favorites last week. I don't want to make the same mistake again. I think I've seen enough from the Cardinals to make me think they're actually better than a lot of people think they are. Uh, Yeah, they're only one and two, but they hung with the Commanders, probably should have beat them. Um, And then week two, who was it they played in week two? Why am I blanking on that? And week two was another game, and of course, when you Google Cardinals every time, it's the St. Louis Cardinals that come up as if anyone cares about them. Uh, the Cardinals in week Two. Oh yeah, right, choked away their win against the Giants. So actually, if you look at point differential, they actually have a positive point differential. Um, so even though they're one and two, they rank in the top 10 in net yards per play. They're 12th in average point differential at plus 1.7. I don't think they deserve to be this big of an underdog. A 14-point underdog is wild in the NFL. That's two touchdowns. I know the 49ers are very good arguably one of the best teams in the nfl or they are one of the best teams in the nfl arguably the best team in the nfl i can't lay 14 points i will take the cardinals plus 14 minus 108. next up underdog money line alert underdog money line alert i've been a little cautious with a lot of my underdogs the past two weeks uh week one I took the rams at two to one at it cash it's time for me to get a little aggressive with my underdog pick I'm taking the New England Patriots to upset the Dallas Cowboys. I got them at plus 253. Um, I think it was at Bet Rivers that I got of that. Let me see if I can check that. Yeah, Bet Rivers, but it's down to plus 240. So you're not going to be able to get, a, get get as good of a number as I got them at. But I think the Patriots are going to upset the Cowboys. I rightfully called the Cowboys frauds last week. And then they went on to lose to the Cardinals. Uh, for some reason, I, I bet on them anyways, even though I call them frauds. They are frauds. The first two weeks, they blew out the Jets and the Giants by a final score perspective, but actually in a lot of metrics, um, they actually didn't play as those two teams as much as the final scores would have indicated. Um, A lot of that was turnovers by the other team. A lot of that was special teams play. Um, And then we saw what happened when they played against a team that didn't turn the ball over a ton and didn't allow big special teams plays against them, and they ended up losing. Now they take on a team who, the Dallas Cowboys defense, are they better than the Patriots defense? Maybe a little bit, but not by much. Uh, pretty similar teams here in terms of uh, defensive output. I actually think the Patriots defense might be a little bit better. I actually wasn't high on the Patriots defense heading into the season. I like what I've seen from from them so far. And I think the Cowboys continue to be overrated. So I think the Patriots beat the Cowboys outright. Uh, and the Dallas fans are going to be scrambling it's going to be tough um, I obviously love them to cover a seven-point spread if you don't want to get aggressive on, uh, on the money line I love the Patriots as a seven-point underdog in the spot but I'm gonna get aggressive I say they win outright in Dallas I got a plus 253 Monday Night Football another total bet I'm gonna go under 43 between the Chiefs and the Jets Uh, The Chiefs defense might quietly have one of the best defenses in the NFL, might be the best defense they've had in the past decade. Uh, And the Jets defense continues to be uh, one of the better defenses for the Jets. Um, So I'm not going to rush to lay nine and a half points on the Chiefs because I do see a world where the Jets defense plays good enough that they keep the Chiefs in check and it's not going to be a huge cover. Um, I would rather just take the under because even if the Chiefs do win in a blowout, the Jets, it's going to be because the Jets' offense doesn't score. Because the Jets' offense stinks. 31st in yards per play, 32nd and 3rd down conversion rate. They're converting just 21% of 3rd down chances. Zach Wilson has the lowest completion percentage in the NFL. They can't throw the ball. They can't run the ball. They can't do anything. What a disaster of a season for the New York Jets. I feel for Jets fans. Um, but with this total still in the 40, like the Chiefs could put up uh like 30 points and i still don't think it's going to go over because i don't know if the jets are going to score more than 10 i don't know if they're going to score a touchdown i'll take the under on sunday night football which this was supposed to be a a top tier sunday night football game this game's going to stink chiefs jets under 43 at minus 110 monday night football i will take another total bet my final obviously final total bet of the week over 46 and a half between the seahawks and the giants at minus 110 Uh, as i said last week I think the Seahawks are an over team, and we should treat them as such, and I will continue to bet the over until their totals get into the high 40s, low 50s. It is still in the mid 40s this week, so I'll take the over once again. I think the over was 43.5 last week between the Panthers and the Seahawks, and there was 63 points scored, if my math is right, which is not 64 points scored. Um, The score was 37-27. A lot of points scored in that game, I expect the same this week, especially with the Giants. They also have a bad defense. So great offense for the Seahawks. They were last week. They have been basically all season. Um bad defense for the Seahawks. They've been bad all season. They even let the Panthers score 27 points. Bad defense for the Giants, uh, which have been bad. Uh they uh have been one of the worst defenses so far this season. And then the only question mark we have is the Giants offense, who I think is a lot better than what we've seen so far this week i think now that they're going to play against a really weak defense in the seahawks i think we're going to see a, a pretty good version here of the giants offense so i'll take seahawks giants over 46 and a half at minus 110 for my final pick of the week so let's uh, recap these picks and then i'll go through and give you my best bets my teaser bet um and my survivor pick for this week Uh, so we got lions minus one and a half minus one ten against the packers, Falcons, Jaguars, under 43.5, Bears, plus three and a half, minus one twelve against the Broncos, Rams, plus one oh two against the Colts, Eagles, minus seven and a half, minus one ten against the commanders, Ravens, Browns, under forty one and a half, minus one ten. Saints, minus three, minus one oh five against the Buccaneers, Bengals, Titans, under 43.5, minus half, minus one ten. Dolphins, plus two and a half, even money against the Bills. Vikings, minus three and a half, minus 105 against the Panthers. Steelers, Texans, over 41, minus 110. Chargers, minus five, minus 112 against the Raiders. Cardinals, plus 14, minus 108 against the 49ers. Patriots, on the money line, plus 253 against the Cowboys. Jets, Chiefs, under 43, minus 110. And then Seahawks, Giants, over 46 and a half. My five best bets for this week are Ravens Browns under 41 and a half, Saints minus three, Dolphins plus two and a half, Vikings minus three and a half, Patriots plus seven. So that's Ravens Browns under, Saints minus three, Dolphins plus two and a half, Vikings minus three and a half, and then for my best bet's sake, Patriots plus seven instead of the money line because like if you're doing a pick 'em contest, there's no money line. So. Patriots plus seven would be my fifth best bet. Those are the picks I'm going to use for my pick'em contest. If it's spread only, then I would substitute out the Ravens, Browns uh, under and instead toss in the Cardinals plus 14. Uh, teaser of the week. Uh, one and two on the teaser so far this season, so let's get a winner here. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles. Uh, these are always seven-point teasers. I'm going to take the Eagles from minus eight and a half uh, which is the current number for the eagles down to minus one and a half and then i'll take the chiefs down from minus nine and a half against the jets down to minus two and a half so we are crossing in both situations key numbers of both seven and three eagles minus one and a half chiefs minus two and a half let's get a win with that one uh and there you have it this has been the nfl week four episode of the bacon bets podcast the week four edition of the uh row to 272 bets um thank you all so much for watching and listening if you're watching this on youtube please like and subscribe uh to the video or like the video subscribe to the channel if you're listening to the audio version of this rate and review the podcast that helps us out a ton leave me a comment in the description of the video with your best bets for this week uh, and we'll see how you do uh gambler bless good luck to all your bets this week uh and i'll talk to you Next week for the NFL week five edition of the road to 272 bets.